0: One, two, three, record. Welcome. Welcome.
1: Welcome. Welcome. To the Odd Drunk Podcast. <inaudible> da do da do Do you <oldown> have <laughs> <inaudible> ready?
2: It's the Odd Drunk Podcast. with Jackson and Colton. Sometimes just do. What the oh. fuck?
1: What are we doing? <laughs> See? You never know how it's going to start here.
3: <laughs> I hope this ends in a happy ending. I'm Jackson. I'm Colton. And, and I'm Tristan. Two. 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 Yeah. I didn't know there was a one. <laughs> well, it's the well odd sometimes, Tristan too. sometimes Tristan, two. Sometimes Tristan, two. So we start over again and be like, I'm Jackson. I'm Colton. And then, and then I'm sometimes Tristan, too? No, two. No, you're Jackson. You're Jackson. <laughs>
0: I'm Tristan. And I'm Colton. And we are collectively the Audra, the Audra Podcast. Yes.
1: <laughs> so, tonight's a special episode. Um, they finally have the reins? Yeah, so yeah, tonight me and Colton are not going to be taking the lead
0: here. We're going to no. be taking a back seat to our buddy old pal Tristan. Yep, and this is
3: going to be a pretty laid back episode. We got some, we got drinks, we got pizza. We're expecting to get hammered by this because... If you're not a Trekkie, you're just going to enjoy the fact that you're drunk. Right? <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Trekkie, what is our theme for this episode, Tristan?
3: <clears throat> so, I thought we'd get a little more political than usual lately. <laughs> oh, we got a little political in the last
1: one, too, so...
3: I was there for that one. I wasn't for that one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. You did. We're going to get about... We're going to talk about the militarization of Starfleet. Starfleet. Beam me up, Scotty. Beam me
0: up. Is that what he actually says? I saw yeah. this. I saw this thing. It was like if 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 uh, Jim could beam, Jim beam. I know. How, I saw it. how much Jim, Jim beam Jim, Jim be. would beam if Jim could Jim beam Jim beam. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know what's going on over there. There's a meme. It's just, you're, <laughs> you're like, but um, aren't we focusing on a
3: particular Star Trek series? We're not focused on any specific series. We're talking about the militarization of Starfleet. Shit.
1: Because I mostly okay. focus on Deep Space
3: Nine. No, Deep Space Nine is the focal point. But like if you okay. look at all the lore, you slowly see it shift in every series. Yeah. All right. It's just... That, because, well,
1: because I know... Is it Gene Rosenberry? Roddenberry. Roddenberry. He, his initial intentions for Star Trek was for the basically to be an ideal sci-fi future. Of I a mean, utopia. Yeah. yeah. And if there was any inner conflict, it would be... Done by the end of the episode, yeah, yeah. And then We're later good. on, and especially with Deep Space Nine.
3: See, though, Gene Roddenberry died in the middle of the, uh, middle of Star Trek: the Next Generation. Yep. And um, so that began the, the um the shift.
1: Yeah. It. Um. And I don't think they would have been able to get away with it had he been alive. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, from what I know and from what I've seen, Deep Space Nine is definitely a the darkest star trek series at least of that era yeah it it's also the most it has the most war in it and it's action it's in
0: it. it's um I'm not a big star trek fan but I've watched a few of the little bit of each of some of the series and deep space nine is definitely one of my favorites
3: well like it talks although, about although although I got to
0: say star trek discovery that is a good series. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> I told you. I've liked what
3: I've seen of it, but I'm not a big Trekkie, so I don't have any merit. You know, it's a little betrayal. Yeah. It's a little betrayal. It just messes like it messes with the lore a little too much. Yeah, yeah. It just like it makes inconsistencies of technology and um. What about um the Picard series? I've actually been thinking about getting into that. Honestly, love it. Gotta have more of it. Can't wait till season so it's two. like old man Picard, ish.
0: <laughs> I, I I prefer to refer to him as Professor X.
3: A spoiler alert for anyone that's not and wants that's to watch Star Trek weird. Picard. But <laughs> he does die at the end.
1: Whoa! That's a big spoiler alert. So, so the series o- is over.
3: No, I told you, season two's coming. How does that
0: work? Time travel or like well, continuing the story? But um, I will I will say Tristan. Neither me or jackson have watched it yet i know so That's a spoiler alert. well also
1: have you heard it's the first animated star trek series in like decades second like an animated. but no yeah i mean the first one they've done in a long time it's gonna be trash um it looks like trash to be honest <laughs> the so lower decks yeah star trek the lower decks and i like the idea of doing a combi star trek series and it looks like they're trying to make it a little rick and morty but it's in the Star Trek Zero. universe. It's like canon. It's
0: like they're trying to cash in on the popularity of Rick and Morty and the, the popularity of The Orville.
1: Well, I don't know about its continuity, but I know
3: it's in the Star Trek universe. It's I hope it's not I hope they don't make any of that continuity. <laughs> My god. It'll be just as bad as freaking Discovery. I'm so sorry I Yeah. I, if you,
1: if you want a comedy Star Trek, watch it's The Orville.
3: Orville. Watch The
0: Orville. Yeah. It's not in the Star Trek universe. But it does a really good job. It's a loud
2: truck. Fucking
3: it's a very loud truck, yeah. Maybe overcompensating for well, something, right? Probably. He may be overcompensating for his little phaser. <laughs> his little phaser. <laughs> yes. His, his warpness missile <laughs> might not be up to speed. His phaser's <laughs> on stun mode only. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but no, the Orville is like, it's, it's not in the Star Trek universe, but it's actually a very good representation of what Star Trek is, but lighter hearted. Better yeah, hearted and with more comedy. More comedy, but if if you're ever interested in getting into Star Trek and you're not sure you would like it, watch the Orville. Watch the Orville, and if you like the Orville and want something a little more serious, then you might like Star Trek.
1: Which one? The original, Next Generation.
3: See, though it depends, though. Me and Colton tried watching the original series. Mm. We made it through what half an episode because it was too About damn cheesy. About half an episode. It's 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 just outdated outdated and cheesy. yeah
0: it's not it's not held up with time it's like watching it's it was like, like it's like watching the first season of doctor who when they had the cybermen dressed in tinfoil right it's, it's it was great for the time but, but it's, it's very outdated yeah it's not
1: aged it's well. it's not aged at well, but yet. i do love any time they have the, the original cast show up in either in one of the new series or the movies yeah see
3: though you know i discovered after watching the world for the second time yeah. There was a lot of Star Trek alumni that made appearances in the Orville. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah.
1: That's awesome.
3: Even because I think at some point um, the actor Patrick Stewart was actually slated to be in season three. Oh, really?
1: Oh, really? That would have been awesome. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> um, what's
1: the movie where you have Picard and Captain Kirk? Star Trek Generations. Generations? Yeah, I've, I've actually
0: seen a lot of that one. It's pretty fun. The cowboy in the double. To be man. honest. Yeah. yeah, that's a fun. Yeah. I, I have to say, I one, thing, one thing about the earlier series is some of their outfits, you can't beat those. Showing a lot of chest. <laughs> or not a lot lot of of chest, chest. Yeah, and not just on the ladies, on the guys too. Oh. Yep. You know, silk outfits. <laughs> <shirts. laughs> Very sexual. It's amazing if i if i were a starfleet officer that's how i would dress yeah
3: <laughs> oh yes going the and going in the space where you could potentially have a whole breach and spirit
1: exposed light silk satin yes type because shirt. if i'm gonna
3: die i'm
0: gonna do it in style <laughs> uh speak so you know we're all good we're all good friends i've known tristan for a long we've all known tristan for a long time. And I remember going to a bar with you and you were ordering Star Trek themed drinks.
3: Oh my God, yes, I remember <laughs> that. I partially remember that night. Partially, partially. I remember ordering it and somehow getting home. Yeah, Klingon Grog. See, though, we should invite one of our, if we're gonna continue this podcast, we need to invite one of our real good friends, Carlos Mannion. Carlos, yeah. He'll Carlos would be, be fun to have on. But speaking of drinks, um,
0: what are we drinking tonight? Oh, well, tonight you're drinking a Romulan Ale. Romulan Ale, also known as Oktoberfest by Scott Brewing. Um, Jackson is <laughs> drinking a warpcore Core Breach.
1: Also known as a Vanilla Porter by Breckenridge Brewery. <laughs> oh, that's a good
2: one. That's that a is really a good one. one. I have an
1: assortment here. Um, I didn't buy anything new for this episode, to be honest. I didn't either, honestly. I used what I had. I have a few from Breckenridge Brewery. The the 15 Mixed Pack Sampler Pack. That's a good one. I, I have, have October an October Fest here. the here today,
3: actually. Oktoberfest, and of course... Wait, wait, wait. we got to give it a Star Trek name. We're going to call that one... <laughs> Kardashian,
1: Kardashian Sunrise. Line. No, no. Kardashian um, Sunrise? Kardashian Sunrise. Kardashian <laughs> Sunrise. <laughs> Not
3: Kardashian! Kardashian. Kardashian. Don't it's not the Kim Kardashians. No, no. Yeah, they're yeah. they're the guys, they have the ridges on their forehead. They would be dishonored by associated with well, the Kardashians. They're
1: like the very reptilian looking guys. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah.
3: They love the heat for some weird reason.
0: But Yeah. But sh- obligatory shout out for the episode.
1: Plantation rum. Bloodish rum. It's great. Again, I'm drinking their pineapple rum. It's oh. a pretty
0: good one. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Right. You should try it. Yeah. yeah, give it a shot. Let's see
3: here. Pineapple rum. That's interesting. Oh, don't you well, yeah, don't you guys funny. Love that sound? I've been on their that's Instagram. Yeah, do that again.
2: Oh, oh that's nice
1: I've been on their Instagram and stuff, and they say don't go. We don't go bananas. We go pineapples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here at plantation oh, rum. Oh wow. It's nice, right? Mm. It's just got a little oh, bit. Good of to kick. Sip on it. Does have a little kick, but it's pretty
0: smooth. You know. You uh, know. You said that. You said, oh my. Oh my. Oh my my oh, my. my. You know exactly what I'm talking about—the good old George, George and oh. Two, really, really, oh my! Really, everyone, loves, everyone loves, George Takai. <laughs> oh, he's great.
3: <laughs> Set phasers for fun. If I was on
1: Twitter, I'd definitely be following him.
0: Yeah, I follow him on Facebook. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Is it as good as his Twitter though?
0: It's pretty good. He he shares a lot of his Twitter stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, we've also got um, we've also got some whiskey here. Well, we gotta we gotta give it a. Oh, this is our second Star Trek name. whiskey episode. This is our second it? whiskey yeah. episode, yeah. We had, we had some whiskey on our, uh, some bourbon on our Lighthouse episode. Yep. Um, today we have, not bourbon, we have some rye. We have bullet Ooh. rye.
3: What should we call that? What, what, what would this be called in Star Trek? We got, what, the nail. Yeah. Cardassian Sunrise.
1: My porter over here.
0: What did uh, we call that?
3: I forgot what he called it. I don't remember.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was like Klingon something.
3: Klingon Grog, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, feel free to fact check this later on. <laughs> um, we'll call that one. Oh my god. Blood wine. Blood wine. The blood drink wine. of warriors. Alright. Do Vulcans drink that? No. The Klingons. Klingons, okay. Yeah. You know, the orcs of the Star Trek universe. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Um, Pretty much,
1: the samurai orcs. There we go. I love the weapon they use. That's a good way to describe them. Samurai orcs. What's that weird like three-bladed weapon they have? It's like almost like a oh a bat lift. A bat yeah, bat lift. lift. I've seen on YouTube one of my favorite YouTubers, Skalagram. Oh, he yeah. actually did a video on that and like I've if it not. would be a viable weapon.
0: How have we talked? And about short short, long story short, no.
1: No, because he said it's extremely uncomfortable to hold, and yeah. But he said as a chopper and
0: like stuff like that, like it, it would be good. It performs well in chopping. It's just so it, uncomfortable. And, in actual, if you're actually using it, it can actually violence. hurt the user. It's just very unwieldy. So, yeah.
1: He said with some modifications, it'd be a really good blade. So,
0: yeah. I could see that. Don't yeah. they have a two-plated version, like a? I don't
3: remember what it's called. It's just basically hand swords. But they have like a two bladed version where it's like a staff. Oh, the blade of Kalos. Yeah. That's just oh. the one blade.
0: Is this one blade? Yeah. Oh. No, no.
3: I mean, it's just the one battle ish. Yeah, okay. It's just that's just associated with Kalos. Um, oh, I see. Okay. Basically, Kalos in Klingon Origins story is the Messiah. Um, oh, no, yeah. Interesting fun fact. Fun
0: fact time. Fun, fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact.
3: Fun fact, the (laughs) fact that Klingons actually believe that their heart killed their gods. Just a little just a little Norse warrior culture thrown in there too. Their what killed their gods? That their gods could die. But the Klingon heart could kill kill their gods. Oh I see.
1: Yeah. So I know I know Deep Space Nine is one of the series that actually takes religion as not a just hokey thing. It takes religion a little bit more seriously in that series, from what I've heard.
3: It teaches what it, I it, what it tried to do was teach um acceptance. It's kind of all yeah. yeah. Like they, the whole idea of the Bajoran um, religion of the temple of the Celestials, they believe in the prophets.
0: Wasn't.
1: Is Cisco going to be or supposed to be a prophet? Cisco time?
3: is the son of a prophet. He's the son of a prophet, yeah. But, no. but, he's their emissary. He's yeah. their well, Muhammad. Well, that's I think it's saying.
1: because he had a human life.
3: No. Down his, the line that. No. He couldn't be one? No.
2: I
1: thought I heard something about that.
3: He couldn't. The prophet said if he married Cassidy, he would only know nothing but pain. Because he was on a different path that Cassidy couldn't follow. Okay, I see. see. Yeah. Yeah. No, I heard something about that too. Yeah, but traditionally
0: in Star Trek, it treats religion as... Secular. Secular. So like, you know, any cultures that are religious, they are religious because they have not evolved to be not religious. But Deep Space Nine starts showing the idea of like,
3: you know, more... um, Faith has a place even in the Star Trek universe. Yeah,
0: it has a place in the Star Trek universe and uh, a level of oh, understanding. Uh, see, even yeah, if you don't believe in a religion, Deep understanding Nine why people do believe in it. It does a
1: lot to expand the lore. Yeah. And bring more depth. To and
0: society. there's that baseball episode, which is the best. I love that baseball episode. Yeah. See, I-, I can talk about that. That's day. a good episode. <laughs> see, though.
3: Okay, so now that <laughs> <laughs> we're on the subject of Bajorans. And baseball. And baseball. And baseball. And Cisco. Here we got some pizza. Any LA Dodgers fans? Yes. yes.
1: Any Cubs fans? No. Okay. No. On my
0: girlfriend. So. I, I'm always rooting for the <laughs> Cubs, so uh, they're they're the underdog, under, yeah. underdog, but uh, you know they'll never beat the Dodgers, right? Because you know, go LA.
1: <laughs> you us.
0: Even though we live
1: in Durango, Mexico now, but you know,
0: yeah, but, Rockies country.
3: Keep us <laughs> <laughs> oh. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back to the main point. I I asked these guys to do some homework. Colton is the rebel. Didn't do his homework, which no. is literally watch TV. Shame, 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 shame. <gasps> no. <laughs> the one time he is actually told to watch TV to research, he doesn't. I remember. was really busy today.
0: I was playing The Witcher Three. Understandable. I got really caught up in a long side quest. <laughs> But <laughs> it was a really good one. It was a murder mystery. Oh, yeah. Star Trek does a lot of those. Yeah, that was good. Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> anyway, anyway, so the homework was we're, we're, what we wanted. I wanted to originally talk about is how the fall from utopia to a quote unquote dystopian future. And we basically see that with the Dominion War. We see that in Deep Space Nine. Yeah, uh-huh. like you Ichi- see in Deep Space Nine. Yeah. We see that in the sense of. The high and mighty starfleet, morally oblig- uh, morally obligated police, self-righteous police of morals and morals. Yes, yeah. morals. Morals and morals? Morals and morals. Double the morals. Double the morals. Double the morals. Like, it's oh. like almost to the point of knowing, like, they're like that one kid in the class who's like, that's not how we're going to do it. we got to do it the right way. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're, they're very... Teacher's pet.
0: Yeah, they're, they're very teacher's pet.
1: Well, I know in one of the episodes you wanted me to watch
3: in the pale moonlight. Oh, beautiful episode!
1: So Cisco Cap, Captain Cisco, Commander, Captain Captain. At this point, he um yeah. At this point, um, he baits the Romulans into joining the war, and mm-hmm. I know someone gets killed. I forgot who, but I think it might have been a Cardassian. I'm not sure. What happened um, I just knew someone got
3: killed as a result. A lot of people got killed as a result. <laughs> <laughs> more no, but here.
1: it's a very like World War I esque, like, oh, f- friends, friend, and then got killed. So now we're going to go to war. And that happened with the
3: Romulans, basically. Yeah. Oh, the Senator Kritek. Yeah. Yeah. Would you explain that to me? Uh, <laughs> actually, as if you don't know? No. Don't so, explain at this it point, i like he's a five year old. Uh, so. One side and another side don't like each other. When mommy and daddy When mommy and daddy love really each each love each other, other very much. They fight. <laughs> they wrestle. And then baby comes. The baby comes. Oh
0: <laughs> like, That's not what happened though. <laughs> anyway, so It's like, this, it's like the complex geopolitical situation that caused World War Two or World War One, which then resulted in World War II. Basically. Basically. Yeah. doesn't explain anything to me, though.
3: I just, okay, so, <laughs> if, you want, if you really want to put it in the terms, the Cardassian um, Federation War was World War One in the sense. I see. Cardassians were outmatched by Starfleet because Starfleet was 50 years ahead of them in technology. Right. World War Two became... And they killed Arch Street Friends name Yes. Of course. They killed a lot of Arch Street So, wh- which,
0: which side was... <gasps> Which side was... Excuse me. So Starfleet, they were... The Allies? Yes. In World War War I? And Cardassians were Germany and Austria?
3: Yes. Okay. (laughs) Basically, Archduke Ferdinand and this is always going to be Bajor. And to make things clear
1: for our (laughs) our audience, if they're not Trekkies, the Cardassians, they're like the reptile-looking ones, right? Yes. They have the scales and, like, ridges. And then the Romulans... They're like the evil-looking vulcan, vulcans basically. They are
3: basically evil elves. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. And then vulcans are basically just
0: elves. Just Good asshole else. elves. Yeah, I mean they're not, still assholes though. But they're emotionless assholes. Yeah. So no, no, no. no they're so no, they're logically because they used to be asshole elves. Yeah. And now well, they used to be driven by anger, right? Now, now they're asshole elves yes. who try not to be assholes. Try. try. Keyword.
1: Try. But then whenever they interact
0: but,
3: but, with any humans. They always had that. Coming across assholes. <laughs> so basically, elves. Yeah, pretty much. We went a yeah. big circle just to explain they're elves. They're
0: elves. <laughs> anyway, so we have space orcs, space
3: elves, space humans, space humans, <laughs> space, <laughs> dwarves. space dwarves, <laughs> space dwarves.
1: Um, the um half mm-hmm. the the right. human, half ogens. The tellurites. They're basically aliens.
0: Space halflings, or oh, and then you have space one of the bigger ones. Space... No. Uh, space scrotums, you mean? <laughs> Their head
1: looks like a scrotum.
0: What are the bigger ones? The fingery. Uh, the...
1: Ferengi. 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 They're, they're,
0: they're space halflings.
1: With scrotum heads.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ferengi. But they're cool. I like them. I do like Actually. them. They're probably one of my favorites. They're just Star really Shanks. weird to look at. Star Trek species. <laughs>
3: I love them. Anyway. So. The whole idea is that Utopia has fallen... Um, because, like you said, Dean Baby would have had this whole conflict resolved by the end of an episode. Yeah, exactly. But no. So, it takes a deeper dive into, like, the actual world building of two powers that don't exactly see eye-to-eye eye coming to clash. Right. And at this point in the War of, of the Pale Moonlight, Starfleet is getting their ass handed to them. And Cisco just basically decides that he has to play dirty and be crooked and do things beyond. He doesn't
1: like it. But he knows it's the right thing to do in the end.
3: See though, that's where it gets really morbid morally like great mm-hmm. doing a good bad thing for a good reason.
1: Yeah. It's like um it's like the whole idea of Batman, you know, the Dark Knight. Yeah. He has he he's the hero that Gotham deserves, not the one they need. Or like the, or mayor, the other way around.
0: Or like the mayor from Zootopia. <laughs> Exactly. I have seen that movie you haven't seen that? no I haven't actually there's a scene at the end where he's like getting, getting interviewed and he's straight up like it's the classic example of doing the wrong thing for the right reason it's J.K. Simmons
1: well and it's funny I'm also Commissioner Gordon a lot of yeah. times and also the best comic book adaptation of anything yes J Jonah Jameson, I mean, and he is J Jonah Jameson
3: again now. Yeah, which is he's amazing. He's always J Jonah Jameson. <laughs> I love it, but he's in the MCU.
0: I know it's he Amazing. Is. <laughs> if he
3: ever, that, if they ever change that,
0: that was the, the, the biggest, Canada. like, most exciting thing in any MCU movie. Ever.
3: <laughs> like, not the snap. No, because
0: because I've seen, seen, I've, seen lot, I've seen a lot. Iron Man i I've seen most I've seen most the MCU movies in theaters. Yeah, and there's been a lot of moments of like, whoa, uh-huh. but that was in the post-credit scenes of Far From Home when. J.K. Simmons came on as J. Jonah Jameson. That well, was the biggest. Like, what's really crazy about
1: that? Energy. They're taking a character from a different universe, from a different f- film franchise. Yeah, and bringing them back. And just bring them back because they can. Because why wouldn't they?
3: What if J. Jonah Jameson is the the um, how you say it? The fixed point in all MCU <laughs> <laughs> universes.
0: He is the one constant between all the universes. He's the constant. Yeah. Uh, I would, you know, the only thing I think that would match that would be if they brought back Chris Evans as the Flaming Torch. <laughs> You're funny. Well, also I thought you know, that if they brought
1: Willem Dafoe back as Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin, oh yeah, that would be amazing. But anyways, we digress.
3: We digress. <laughs> Where were we going with this? Um, or, I don't remember how that. the war
1: really escalated with the Romulans.
3: See, the Romulans signed a non-aggression pact, so their home galaxy, their home part of the quadrant, is being invaded. And they're just standing there watching the, their two biggest enemies slug it out. Right. The Klingons are involved in the war. Do and the Klingons know? are on
1: the Federation side, right? Mm-hmm. It's an alliance, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And they're a pretty powerful alliance from what I've but seen. You're fighting... Two people are fighting one enemy, one unified goal. And then there's two allies with two different goals.
1: Yeah, so that's where the problems arise.
3: Um, I
1: also watched and prep. And I watched the whole thing on this one. I just spark note it. <laughs> um, The Siege of uh, AR-558? Yes. Um, oh,
0: I have seen that episode. So that
1: one? It's been a while. That's the most un-Star Trek thing besides the new movies, in my opinion. Because it literally features like battle scenes, war scenes. That's typically – you see some of that in Star Trek, but not really. Yeah, it's very it's like in the original series. You see Captain Kirk just like take hit, a shirt off. Take a shirt off, of course. <laughs> yeah, William Shatner. He shirt hits off. a big lizard over the shoulder. I forget okay. what they're called. Oh, they're called Gorn. Gorn. I Jorn. definitely love seeing. Were that. the Klingons in the original series? By the way, yes. Okay. They just didn't have all the. F- they just th- didn't have like a main. No, no, they didn't
3: have characters. the bridges. Oh, I see. Yeah, they were just painted brown. Oh. Okay. No, no. In
0: in this episode, they um, it's it's stuff that they. Hint at and talk about in Star Trek throughout other episodes these battles. Yeah. But they very rarely ever show, show these types of battles.
1: It's mostly them talking about it, like, oh, we lost so many men at this battle. Yeah. But they actually show show it this
3: time. Again, Utopia has fallen. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, well, it's basically the War is Hell episode of Star it's Trek. It's the Apocalypse Now. No. No.
1: Well, I wouldn't go that far, but it's no, definitely I, I, like the war is hell episode, though. Yeah.
0: Um, Apocalypse Now is just a whole level of like insanity. Can you, can you well, make, if oh, it was right. Apocalypse yeah. Now, yeah. the Dark Heart. Yeah.
1: They would have found Spock like in some jungle, and he formed a cult.
0: Yeah. And <laughs>
3: see, though, I can see that happening. Yeah. And
0: and and, 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 and Cisco would be like, you know. He would go crazy at the end. Go, going crazy, yeah, yeah. Apocalypse now. <laughs> and apocalypse now. It, it covers the. It, it talks about the basically the insanity of war. Yeah. Not the emotional impact of war necessarily. It's yeah. Specifically like, about yeah, madness. plenty of war
1: movies that show like the hell that is war. Yeah. But yeah, apocalypse now gets into the psychological. It's, it's, it's psychological.
0: It's madness. It's insanity.
1: But what I love, um, you see, a lot of people actually die in that episode, and they're not. Most of them aren't main characters or anything, but still, it shows the toll of the war. Yeah, and that because in most episodes they're just talking about it. It's mostly like politics, you know. It's
3: never the actual love characters. But this one
1: shows it, and they're like, "Yeah, these men—they're individuals. They have names. They have lives, and they're just dying in this war." Yeah, and it makes them question why are
3: we even doing this. See, though, I. And there's a quote in that in that show in that episode. That there's a really good quote that comes from um, the uh, Quirk. Yeah, humans. It's in the beginning. Kind he, of. It's kind of like what is it? It's basically like humans, noble creatures and noble species and everything. Yeah. But take away their basic necessities. Yeah, take away their um, their sonic showers, their their, comforts, their creature comforts. They become as bloodthirsty as a Klingon. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think and that's it, and you, and you know. That episode it's the clo- the only other times that Star Trek becomes gets close to showing those horrors is in the episodes outside of Next Generation where they make Warharf just a total. right.
1: Bridge. yeah.
0: Well in all most previous Star Trek series,
1: <laughs> war was done in a two-parter. They'd be done with it in a couple episodes. yeah but what I love about Deep Space 9 is that Dominion War is like the last few seasons basically.
0: Yeah, it's just... It's, and in
1: season seven, it's basically one long story. It's a long, tedious
0: drag through the mud.
3: Yeah.
1: But it's beautiful. And they have these, um, they call them the Houdini Mines. And they're, they're like... Still creatures. They're like invisible mines. And they go off at, like, random points, I think? They just go off randomly. Yeah, to just, like, slowly take men out. Um... And then they finally figure out how to deactivate them but then cisco's like well, we're gonna use them yeah and they're like we're gonna stoop that low
3: see though there's an episode and i wanted you guys to watch that like it's called um not for the uniform but it's called paradise Lost.
1: that episode- i was gonna get to that one but they're long episodes i'm taking some notes but so. yeah.
3: that is the true signification that when That was the complete shift for all Star Trek episodes of the series. It happened in Star Trek, um, Next Generation. Well,
0: it's it's it seems like so their their shift from being this utopia to more warlike, a war drama goes goes from in the original idea of it is Earth going out. You know we've become we've become a utopia and we're exploring the universe, and slowly, as they've written and developed the series, they realized that as We would interact with these other civilizations across the the universe. That it would, we would become. Would their conflict would start?
1: There is something to love about like the original idea of Star Trek and even the original series. Yeah. If you get over the the cheesiness, the cheesiness, and like the how much it's aged, it's just basically wacky adventures.
3: Yeah, they're just encountering new is, things in every episode. It is kind of finding
1: fun. Finding crazy planets, or like, there's even episodes where they find godlike beings. You yeah, know? It, like Khan. Khan or uh, what? Apollo. Q. Uh, the hand of God is in one of what, the episodes. I think that's in the Next Generation. It was, yeah. No, no, what?
3: original series dealt with the hand, uh, the and hand then they boy. brought it back, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And what was the character like? Q. Q
3: for Picard. Yeah. Yeah. And then Cisco had the the um. The Bajoran um, prophets, the celestial oh, beings, yeah, yeah, they could they could alter things. They were powerful. They were not as a non- omnipotent as Q, but they were non corporeal, so they were ageless beings. Yeah,
0: Q was almost like break the fourth wall type of omnipotent,
3: like Deadpool meta. Yeah, okay. Deadpool meta. <laughs> Do you think Star Trek kind
1: of going more into this darker, more war drama that it does? In, Deep Space Nine and even Next Generation.
3: Next Generation really didn't. No no no. They honestly it, didn't like know. led up to it. It led up to Deep Space Nine, but yeah. you really think about it. They almost left Star Trek The Next Generation alone. Out of respect for Dean Roddenberry. Well yeah, Next Generation yeah. was
1: basically supposed to be just like a slicker version of the original of the originals.
3: Secret stor secret thing, never mess with the ship Enterprise. Right fourth wall, or, like, as producers. What do you think, or as a... As Speaking a, of Enterprise, what do you think of Star Trek Enterprise? Loved it. It, it didn't find its pace until third season. So like, it's, it's like, the like the early exploration. In my opinion, it didn't. it's it's tedious the first two seasons, but it doesn't find its pace until the third, and it gets cancelled out the fourth. So yeah, Star Trek okay. Enterprise takes
1: place 100 years before the time of Captain Kirk and Spock, the original Star Trek. Okay, yeah. So it's when humans were just doing deep space inter. Uh, exploration, basically.
3: I this see. is before the Federation. Yeah, okay. it's before the Federation. where well, it was still just Earth? Yep, the United Earth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: okay. And the Vulcans were like the only main
3: species... Because the Vulcans with. are from Alpha Centauri. No. They're from Vulcan. No, no. Vulcan. No, the Alpha no, Centauri... Alpha Centauri was the first um, place that... Uh, star uh, system. The first star system that humanity as a species colonized.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense. But vo- Vulcans are the the the... the, the closest other species to earth
1: yes let me look this up and I think Vulcans actually interacted with humans in some sort of way like pretty
3: early oh yeah they did um, like, there was the Carbon Creek incident in Star Trek um, enterprise oh my god I sound like a huge nerd <laughs> <laughs> well you are but that's it's kinda okay. hard not to. that's kind of why we got John here so um, <laughs> so in Star Trek lore the Vulcans gave humanity Velcro what? They
1: gave humanity Velcro? Yes. Velcro. So it says twenty sixty-three is the first official first contact of
3: Official Vulcans. As a species meant
0: species. Velcro.
3: Velcro. Um
1: but they did it looks like <laughs> What? I'm just still wrapping my head around that. So as far back as the 1950s?
3: Yep. like right crash landed on Earth, right? Carbon Creek. Yeah. Huh. And then the Vulcan crew members that were waiting for arrival, for pickup, at the end of the, like their, um, their adventure, they sold the patent. They made Velcro a thing. They gave humanity <laughs> a patent office, Velcro, and were just like, this will help you. And then they sent the kids to college. Velcro
1: is amazing. Velcro, Velcro, you can use it amazing. for so many different things
0: Yeah, I have Velcro in my apartment
1: You can use Velcro to stick things on walls to,
3: For straps, for backpacks, for shoes um, Velcro, if you want to sponsor us Yeah, Velcro, sponsor us <laughs> Vulcan, sponsor us
0: <laughs> Yeah, we, we, will, we, will, we promise we will use Velcro
1: I will only wear Velcro shoes for a year
0: I can see that forward. happening though, because you kind of. <laughs> I kinda will s- modify my Doc Martens. Oh <laughs> my God! Don't do, do that. that. I to would see. I would love that <laughs> to use Velcro. Oh my God! What an abomination! I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll modify my flip-flops. <laughs> to use Velcro, I don't know how that would work. You know what? Actually, would oh be no, good. Velcro Velcro Crocs. chacos. That
3: would be good. Velcro chacos. Think about it. Wouldn't that defeat the purpose? No, because then you just. Rotate it back and be like, four-wheel drive. <laughs> <Rotate back. laughs> yeah. Space four-wheel drive. Space, four-wheel drive.
0: Yeah. Introducing the Odd drunk Podcast sandals. They're like tacos, but for space. For
1: space, because they have Velcro. Because
0: they have Velcro. <laughs> Specifically, that is why they're for space. And they come with a pack of uh, duct tape, too. Yeah, just in, in case. case. Just in case. Just in case.
3: You never Do know. you remember watching Space Force <laughs> on Netflix... Yes. They were using BB guns. Yes, that was that such was a good show. Yeah, because that's
1: all you need to kill someone. In and space. then their knife was,
3: uh, their, their bayonets were freaking little you know, scissors. Like, they six, used like, like, the like the
1: Daisy uh, Relby, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The pump one. And I love how Steve Carell was demonstrating it. He was like, you know, you probably haven't worked with this firearm in a while now. Let me demonstrate. And like he pumped it like 15 times. <laughs> and that
0: was pretty good. I mean,
1: that makes sense though, because. You wouldn't need anything high power to kill someone in space. No, you just need a puncture their spacesuit, space suit and they're they're dead.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that that was a that was a good show. It caught a lot kind of some harsh reviews. I actually enjoyed it. I, I
1: because it. I wasn't I really
3: directly it. comparing it to The Office. No, I really liked it. You know, some of the really reviews I I was laughing about was like this. It, the reason why I didn't like it is because it's too much of a, a satire on current situations. Like that's the whole point of a satire. Nice. Thanks. Yeah.
0: No and and also and you know my favorite character in the whole show is uh Is
1: it that doctor? What's his
0: name? No oh oh John Malkovich. I love John Malkovich. He was really good at it. Um yeah. no, but the the marine. Uh uh Patrick uh Oh, I know what you're talking about. That. What's his last Patrick Warburton. Warburn, yeah. Um he is so good, because there's like parts in it where like they're talking about going to war and he just out of instinct sitting at the table is like, hoorah. And <laughs> <Oorah. laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's, and everyone else is like, no. And he's like, well, what oh, I family. realized
1: in that show, it was awesome seeing Steve Carell. He was like a... F- Five-star general? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I love seeing him in that role. But I also also loved seeing him as a dad. Yeah, oh yeah. He had a really good interaction with his daughter.
0: But Yeah, that was... That was there, there um, were he was a horrible there. parent. Yeah, not a great parent. No. But, uh, you know, understandable situation. And... Uh, it's kind of it, that was kind of a one thing I liked about the show. It had these moments of like very sweet, um, just connections between the characters. And
1: there and was the definitely times where his Michael Scott showed. Yeah, well, like <laughs> when he's singing sure. in his
0: office. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but yeah, too many people directly compared it to The Office or thought it was gonna be like the next Office. No, no, I don't think that's ever gonna happen. I never anymore. expected it to be that. But it was good. I think I mean, it was genuinely good. I enjoyed well, it. I enjoyed it too. I haven't watched it since my first watch group or whatever you want
0: to call it gonna, it's you not know, gonna even though I enjoyed it it's not one of those shows rewatchable it's not one of those shows I'm gonna rewatch a lot
1: no but when season 2 comes out I'm,
0: I'm on board yeah I might even rewatch season 1 when season 2 comes out well yeah just, just watched the last episode of season 1 yeah,
3: yeah. you know we you know about that the blatantly obvious the Russian oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> the Russian boyfriend that's what I love Russian boyfriend and the whole episode with the chimp
0: Oh that was great. I think that's probably my favorite episode. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. The chimp and the dog. The but chimp the, ate the dog. The chimp. Yeah, ate the, the chimp.
1: Dog. Ate, I mean, what did they think was going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> and then the chimp gets picked up by the Chinese uh, satellite. Yeah. And <laughs> they want to give him a medal. That's really, that's su- that's
0: such a good joke throughout the whole series how the Chinese are constantly just very like subtle, pranking. Like, like just yeah, just pranking. It's uh, even to the point when they go to attack the Chinese base. They attack it, and there's no one there, and then they come back, and they see the Chinese rover Maybe. coming back, waving at them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love how that's how space warfare is depicted in that show. Yeah. At least early space warfare. It's not <laughs> like
0: it's not like everyone's shooting each other. It's just everyone just, like, fucking pranking each other.
1: And even there's points where Steve Carell's like, man, I wish we had a tracker beam for this situation. You were like, yeah, that's never been invented yet and probably won't be for a long time so you're you're confusing star trek (laughs) yeah exactly
0: getting back to that yes star Star trek Trek. the next generation next generation you you play we we, me and tristan played uh, star trek online so i heard that's a lot of fun it actually is pretty fun. oh wait your computer couldn't run it It, it's it's on can run it
3: it's on console though is it? Yes, it is. Just not cross-play compatible. Yeah, yeah, you you can't play. A, a
1: lot, lot of a lot of things are being cross now, which yeah. is really good. But that yeah, that, that one's really not cross-play. Man. Yeah, that one's not cross-play. But though. it
0: actually is pretty good and it's because a big a majority of the game is actually upgrading your your ship and doing
3: like ship combat.
0: That's really cool
3: and that's actually pretty fun. Remember at one point we're like I wish we could fight each other? Yeah, some PVP. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I would totally wreck you guys. (laughs) Yeah, well you had a better ship than all of us. Right.
0: Me and Caleb had like
3: now here's something. Does that mean I was a superior captain? No, no, it means you were a a better ship. It means you were a higher level and have been playing for a lot
0: longer than we have.
3: So a superior captain.
1: Yeah. But what I wanted to talk about is that what was that?
0: (laughs) That was me shaking my leg nervously. Yeah, he was shaking his leg nervously. And you touched it. Well, I was telling I him him to, to stop. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't gonna show up in the podcast if you had not been like, what was that?
1: Well, it. it Why well, did draw attention to my Instagram, in Jackson? It now. Uh, it's in it. It's in it. It's in now.
0: <laughs> it's okay. Here, let's let's do a round of drinks.
3: Oh wait wait wait! Remember guys, this is a Star Trek episode. Oh right. Tell tell us what we're doing. Every time we take we say cheer, and instead of saying cheers tonight, we say "kapla." Kapla. Kapla. And that is Klingon for it's a good day to die, because mm. we're slowly drinking poison, guys. Oh, Ouch! Uh. That was a loud one, Cole. <laughs> but yeah, we
1: are slowly drinking poison. That's kind of what getting drunk is. We just poison ourselves slowly. <laughs> um, I wanted to get so mostly Deep Space Nine introduced a lot more action and war. Into the series itself.
3: See though, yeah. you got also remember Deep Space Nine. Up until this point, as much as we want to say Star Trek was preparing for a war, they never actually commissioned a warship until the USS Defiant. Okay. Which is a Defiant class a little. It's not meant for any research of any kind. It's just purely a warship. It's meant to fight the Borg when the Borg invaded. That was oh, the big event. Yeah. I know that that was they even made the movie on it. Yeah, and that was Next Generation. Next yeah. Generation was when the Borg first invaded. Yeah. And humanity, re- or the Federation realized they were hopelessly outgunned. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but no, so they put into service the Akira class torpedo boat, basically, with a. It's basically the. It's an aircraft carrier. Because okay. the Akira class can launch fighters out its thing and then it just launch torpedoes. The oh, wow. um, Steamrunner class. It's basically a, a Defiant mixed with an Akira class. Heavy shields, regenerative armor, and high phaser power. More phaser banks than most ships ever had in their life, but prior to the, the Borg incursion. And then the USS Prometheus. Multi-vector assault Ooh. mode, regenerative shielding, a blade of hull. That sh- that was meant for war. Purely war. USS and S- at- Prometheus. And after like the point of the Borg invading Ooh. the universe.
0: yeah. Well, you, you, you're proving flashbacks with Prometheus to us. Uh, to a, what to is a, in the light? To an episode of a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs>
3: so anyway, at this point, they were, at that point, families used to be on ships. Yeah. After the Borg incursion and preparation for the Dominion War, you can see that there was no more of that. It was purely military ships. Okay, yeah, that makes a kind a of A humanitarian sense. fleet became a military fleet. Yeah, because the Borg forced them to. They had to evolve, yeah. and that was the first step in down to a militarized Starfleet. It's
0: it's you know this this force comes in, and they were a not vacuum. they were not prepared
3: for it. We well, can understand. And it forced them to evolve. At this point, you got to remember when the Borg came. The Federation was the peak of, it was the peak of their um, utopia, technology, everything. Yeah. They were outclassing most of the other powers in the Federate, in the Alpha Quadrant, but the Borg wrecked forty of their ships, some of their greatest ships, in a matter of seconds. Yeah. Now
1: I had a question I've been sitting on for a while. Okay. And multi-layered. It, is
0: it? Is it? How does David Hasselhoff fit into this equation? Because <laughs> I was wondering that too.
1: Didn't we confirm that he is indeed and The outer god? Did we say
0: Nierlepetet? He was one of them. Or was he Yagzatoth? Either way. I think we were saying he's... No, no, no. Because Patrick is because He's the blind idiot. No, that's Azatoth. No, no, okay, who... yeah, Azatoth. Uh, Spongebob okay. is Nierlepetet. Oh,
1: yeah, because he can... Yeah.
0: <laughs> and... Nice little callback there. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna become an inside joke.
1: Oh yeah, near <laughs> to you damn rascal, you! <laughs> you rascal, you! Ruining everything. Um, but no, seriously, what I wanted to get to when you get back over here,
0: near Leptet, you rascal. Long ass Colton, what do you think of the modern Star Trek movies? I think they're. JJ Abrams. I think they're very good movies, but they feel very different than the than Star Trek. They don't feel like Star Trek.
1: It, they're an alternate like, universe. Well, they're an alternate universe, but alternate, alternate, alternate timeline. The
0: way they're directed, the way they're written, they just don't feel like Star Trek. Well,
1: yeah. what I wanted to get to, do you think Star Trek kind of leaning more towards war drama and action played a part into what those movies became? Mm. Mm. Because those movies are very action-oriented. Hold on.
0: What the hell
3: is I'm that? I'm analyzing the question. <laughs> processing.
0: That's I, great. I hate you.
3: <laughs> what, you guys have props? Do we?
0: Our drinks? Yes. Our drinks? <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, here we go. Do it. Analyzing. Life form. Life form. Someone just <laughs> came in the door. It's a redneck. It's a redneck.
3: Captain, it's a redneck. <laughs> he is just... He's tired. He is tired. Yeah. He is tired, frustrated, and possibly hungry. No. Uh, Jake, there's pizza if you want some. Oh, no,
0: thank you. Okay. <laughs> you want some of this?
1: That will help you go to bed. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um...
0: It's tempting. It's rye.
3: It's, um, what do we call it this time?
0: Well, you call it blood, blood <laughs> oh, wine. Oh, it's blood wine. It's blood wine? Or... <laughs> That's what you called it. No, no.
3: It's just wrong to say. A little bit, the a Little racist. Hennessy. Hennessy should be blood wine. <laughs> Hennessy? Do you like Hennessy? I do not, but Klingons and...
0: I think Hennessy's okay. I'm not I, a big fan. I don't quite get why some people think it's such a high-end... Like it's
3: dream oh I can't say it because it's inappropriate. Say it. No, I can't. I mean I really can't. We're it's gonna get hated on for it. <laughs> Every episode we've
1: done is explicit.
3: No, but this is kinda of racial. So it's like crossing the line. Yeah. Okay, it's oh, not get there. It. Let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> well, this out later on. <laughs> but Hennessy. Hennessy.
0: It's okay. I, I, I can't say I don't like Hennessy. I've never tried it. i just I just I just don't I just don't quite get why people think it's so amazing. Let me analyze the question. It's affordable. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's affordable.
1: <laughs> but um, but yeah, the, I wanted to get to the new Star Trek movies.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you're saying uh, this idea that so maybe like in these in the Deep Space Nine, they started getting more warlike and militarizing more. How that might have influenced the decision
3: to make the new J.J. Abrams movie more action movie. You gotta also remember, and I've never thought of that before. That's a really good point. No, no, you gotta also remember who was the target audience for those movies. Star Wars fans. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty
1: much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no. Uh, The simple answer is they wanted to make it easy, accessible to audiences. They wanted it to be a blockbuster popcorn
2: flick.
0: Yeah, and and that's one thing that with Star Trek. I liked the new Star Trek movies,
1: and the one I like the most. The Into Darkness one, which is uh, the remake of um, Rapticon. I really like that one because bon that, so, that one's good. That one's good. But I really love Star Trek Beyond. I've not, not seen it yet. In my opinion, that's my favorite one because it embraces what it is. It's not trying to like walk the line between trying to be like the old Star Trek series and then being its own thing. No, it's its own thing. It's an action romp. It's it's great for that.
0: They're, they're, they're just, you know, I've, um, I've seen the first two. They're just, they're just fun movies, but they don't feel like Star Trek. And that's part of the thing. While Star Trek doesn't have as much of an appeal to the wider audience, the reason it doesn't have those appeal is the same reason that makes it feel like Star Trek. Exactly. The type of subjects it um, tackles. The type of drama it, it uses. I the com- love, the, commentary,
1: I the think commentary, yeah. For the recasting, is pretty on point.
0: Oh, the, the, the casting I thought was fantastic for the, those movies. Uh, Chris Pine. Chris Pine is as James really, C. Kirk. Is really good. Uh, um, Zachary Quintos. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a in, great spot. I, remember, I and, remember before he was in that, he was in that show Heroes. Yes. And that's where I knew him from. He well, was, I love... He played Silas.
1: So, there's uh, actually... I forgot exactly how it works, but the original Star Trek universe and this one actually converge at a certain point in yes, time. Yes,
3: they do. It is the um, when the Hobus supernova instance. So, what happened is when Spock used the red matter, it created quantum singularity yep. when Romulus was destroyed. Star Trek Picard touches on this. Okay. And <laughs> Nero... But Nero was on a mining ship. The Narada did not originally look like that. The Narada... Was upgraded by Borg um, weaponry. I see. At the now place called the Vault. But, but you
1: have Prime Spock that goes. Leonard, ahead. I mean Leonard Nimoy appear. Yeah, I remember that in the new Star Trek movies, and he's that Spock. Yeah. yeah. From the Star Trek series.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't quite understood that when the first time I saw it.
1: Well, <laughs> an alternate timeline was but, uh, created
3: at that point yep with the red matter but um with that that's so the star trek universe also known as the Calvin timeline was influenced indirectly by board technology i see because starfleet at an earlier age discovered quote unquote the board through nero the romulan and that's in the movie timeline movie timeline yes so that's why and they I, haven't introduced the Borg in the movies yet. The Narada was Borg-infused technology. I see. So that's why oh. starships were wildly different from the main timeline. I that's see. That's why the USS Enterprise of the Kelvin timeline is the almost twice the size. Not even twice the size. It is. What did I tell you one day. It time? is ginormous. Five times. I know that. Five times the size of the original Constellation class. Yeah, it's really big. It's like the USS... Um, Actually, the actual original Constellation class is only big as the Warp Nacelle on the current Enterprise.
0: Wow. Wow. It's what, wor- you know, the, the, the way they do the timeline stuff in the.
3: It's almost as confusing as an X-Men movie. There's, there's, I, I, was, <laughs> I was actually
0: thinking there's one thing that, there's one f- franchise I can think of that makes the timeline stuff more confusing: it's the X-Men. No, it is Elder Scrolls.
1: Oh God! No, the X
0: Men. No, let me explain this. Well,
1: in Elder Scrolls, you have so many times where someone <clears> type <throat> or something is yeah. rewriting history. Oh, well,
0: I'm like, not. I'm not <laughs> even talking about that. I'm talking okay, about you, something that actually happens in Elder Scrolls Two. Are you talking about what Elder Scrolls Online no. does? So in Elder Scrolls Two, uh, what was it called? Um, what's the second game called? Uh, Daggerfall. Daggerfall, which is really good. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite Elder Scrolls games It's very old so, <laughs> so it's just an amazing Like dungeon crawler It's game a good dungeon crawler It's a very different style Of game than you Might be used to In Elder Scrolls But mm-hmm. it's good um, So at the end of that game An event happens Called Dragon Break And a Dragon okay. Break Basically the, the, the simplest way To explain it is, it's, is it makes it So all possible Futures Happen and the
1: real-life explanation of that is so they can do anything with their games. Yes. And not have to have a weird way of explaining it. Yes. Exactly.
0: <laughs> that's exactly what it means. But it's this really weird phenomenon where this actual event in the Elder Scrolls timeline called a Dragon Break happens. And that's how they explain inconsistency in, in Elder Scrolls lore is because the Dragon Break happened.
1: And don't even get me started on the Michael Kirkplay, like future timeline of Elder Scrolls. Oh, yeah. That's even weirder. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But you know the dragon break happens, and it's the way they explain. So they have their main Elder Scrolls timeline that happens, but with the dragon break, they can say that you know um, all of this stuff that's not canon also happened because of the dragon break.
1: Pizza,
0: pizza time. Pizza time. Oh, I'm empty. I thought it was empty. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be an asshole and send mean empty. Speaking, speaking of, you I know, do that. movies like the Star okay, Trek. Yeah, would, but... Speaking of movies like the Star Trek movies, one of the greatest movies of all time. Spider Man 2.
1: Mm-hmm. Pizza time! Pizza time! Oh no, we have already. We pretty much promised already. We're gonna cover that whole trilogy. Yeah, we really should. Um, that'd be amazing.
0: Yeah. So you look. And maybe while we're at it, we'll cover the Andrew Garfield series as well, just so we can shit on it. Fuck you. So yeah, this is something we'll post to our
1: Instagram. Could you send me that picture, actually? Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Nice. We yeah, the USS Enterprise and the movies is significantly bigger. Significant. Yeah.
3: It's like You could get the other one and like <laughs> it's yee over compensation. Uh-huh. <laughs> well yeah. 'cause the movies have to be bigger and better and crazier.
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, it's because again they're they're com- they're competing with Star Wars. Yeah, where a star destroyer is like a small city.
1: I do want to see those movies again. Actually, the new Star Trek. That's they're actually wh- fun. they has been a good. while
0: since I've watched it, but they are fun movies.
1: And from what I've seen with a lot of Trekkies, they either just ignore it. Because they don't hate on Star Trek stuff. They just ignore it if they don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's the difference between
0: Star Trek and Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans like to bitch about it. Oh, yeah. Star Trek fans just pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. What does <laughs> it exist? <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: but I've also seen other Trekkies that realize that it's own timeline and they appreciate it for what it is. It's a different thing, you know? It's yeah. a different take. You
0: know, It's it's like Star Trek fans are like Indiana Jones fans. Where Indiana Jones fans <laughs> just pretend that the fourth movie doesn't exist. When I when I'm at my apartment and I have all my DVDs on the shelf, I I'll say to people I'm going through the DVDs looking I'm, for a movie to watch. I'll be like I have all I have, all, th- I have all three Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> Until that fourth and, fresh, and, and then they'll be involved. like all three. I thought there was four of them. They'll be like what are you talking about? Mandela effect. A, there's not a fourth Indiana Jones movie. There's only three of them.
3: <laughs> Something's wrong with Matrix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. But no, you see how some like in Star Trek, one little thing it shows that, that has a ripple effect across everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're drinking in the right now. There's As things
0: silence.
3: do. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Nice. Sorry, that <laughs> was pretty good. Sorry, not sorry. Four point five out of five. Out of five? Uh hmm Oh, not bad. Not it was bad. at no, no, no. it all. Cool. It had the had duration and the force.
1: It didn't have the. Little, That's a nice reverb. A little to bit it. of reverb in there. It <laughs> didn't have, but it didn't have the the gut into it. Let's just do a whole burp episode. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I think <didn't> it's <laughs> just actually doing that. Um. So the Dominion Wars, how do they end exactly? Because I'm a little unclear on that.
3: Okay. So at this point in time, they were able how the Dominion War ended. Spoilers for anyone that's never seen it or wants to see it. Okay. Spoiler alert. Wee woo. Oh, wait, 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 wait.
1: We're waiting on something.
3: What are you doing? Spoiler alert. (laughs) We're okay, <laughs> you over here with the
1: sound effects, being all fancy.
3: I can you. prepare for my segment. <laughs> That's good. That's good. We're okay. So good. <laughs> the Dominion War ends because the Dominion can't get reinforcements, and a bold move by the Alliance of the Klingons, Federation, and the Romulans push Dominion back to Cardassia. At this point in time, the Cardassians are fed up with the Dominion treating them as second-class citizens on their own home territory. <laughs> They, the Federation surrounds Cardassia.
1: I know you're gonna hate this, but every time you say Kardashian, I think of the Kardashians, and I think they're in the Star Trek universe now.
0: It's Kanye West. <laughs> he would be, he would he would be a Klingon, right? No, no. He'd be a Ferengi. Scared Sorry. of fish sticks. <laughs> <laughs> He's not scared of fish sticks. He likes fish. He, he, loves likes, fish he loves fish sticks. He loves fish sticks.
3: He just doesn't get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they pushed them back. Fish <laughs> So they pushed them back. And the, the minion repaired, prepared to go fight to the last man. So were the Federation. But the one person named Odo, Secured Chief Odo of the Space Knight, decided we'll to trade. Yeah, it's trade. Uh,
0: Whiskey okay. for rum. trading agreement
3: between the Royal Federation...
0: And yeah,
3: yeah. So an so, empire. So Who says yeah. you were a Klingons? I didn't say uh, I was a Klingons. Who who would be who in this in this <laughs> Honestly, you're the Federation. Federation? Because no. you take in anyone. I don't know who <laughs> live in this house. I'm offended. No look, at, no, look at look at look easy. at who lived in this house. Yeah. We had one actual true Klingon. I tell you right. Alfredi.
0: That was Chase.
1: Chase was definitely the fringy. <laughs> yes. We
3: love you, Chase. <laughs> no offense, Chase. But we love you. Mm, you're yeah. always about profit.
1: <laughs> that is tr- fringies. are actually the dwarves, by the way. No Star Trek. Telluride, no, telluride. because
3: they're obs- they're greedy. No nope, tolerates.
1: I thought the- fringies were like obsessed with
3: like profit. They and, like, are, heaven. but Tellurite I Almost a Tellurite.
1: Telluride. Telluride in Mexico. Mexico, yes, my favorite place to ski. Uh,
3: tellurides. <laughs> anyway, our engineers, basically. That's why I see dwarves as though, as engineers. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I see. It yeah, yeah. makes sense. And they're a lot more furry.
1: So, are furries like, just like trolls? I mean, they're they furry like and trolls,
3: short, But not hobbit size. Yeah. They're kind of trollish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they
1: almost look like a big
3: earlobe.
0: Like, if you just took an earlobe and made it into a person. Oh, jeez. You'd get a frig.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but. Just because um, Caleb's not here, you become the next Klingon. Okay. Caleb would be a Klingon, yeah. If not, then you would fall down. He's so aggro. Yeah. He he accepted it, though. If you really think about it, he was okay with it. Yeah. He could be violent when he wanted to be, but he had a little code of ethics. (laughs) <laughs> that we're kind of messed up, loving Kayla, but you, your <laughs> ethics were kind of woo hoo. But if you if Caleb was here, you'd be a teller, right? I'm sorry. It's just that, that when I when we first met you, you were you just had that long stringy hair and the <laughs> hey, beard.
1: It was nice and thick, and I didn't have a beard at that point. No,
3: no. When you st- let your hair grow out and you letting your beard grow out,
1: I didn't have a beard at that point. No,
3: you let it grow out for a little bit there. Yeah, but I didn't grow it out. Okay, to me, that's what you look like. Yeah. Anyway, and of course, I of course a Romulan.
0: (laughs) You bastard! Always plotting. Bastard you! You. You damn bastard! You. Always plotting. (laughs) Near effete. You rascal! You (laughs) rascal!
3: Always prepared.
0: Yeah. And let's be honest. In the upstairs bedrooms, I was the ruler. Ish. Ish. <laughs> I paid it. I you either shared a room with me or I paid all your utilities.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so yes. <laughs> well, in that well, case, I was in the closest ties with the Federation. which yeah. You were. Yeah. So if I was the, so I was the Cleon, in that case. Yeah, you were
0: you were, you were an ally of yeah, I was an ally
1: because uh, I would always be the first one you, you, you were, you were to pay. In, you were the bedroom me,
3: and you actually pay your utilities. <laughs> you guys were in the bedroom together? Yes. Uh, Ooh, of course. Steamy. You know, doing lots yeah. of things. You know, All
1: kinds of things. Sleeping you know, together. <laughs> playing with our lightsabers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, swinging our lightsabers swinging around. Swinging our lightsabers such. around. Playing each,
3: other strings, playing, each other strings, playing each other's strings. Playing each other's strings. Playing each other's,
1: playing with the G-string, you know. Playing with the G-string. <laughs> Okay.
0: Oh, uh, That got really weird.
1: Everything. Okay, weird. Everything gets weird on the Hot Trump
3: Podcast. That's how you know we're drunk.
0: Oh Ooh,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the
0: that, so This is a wild one. <laughs> not been here for because a, we, this has not been here for a few episodes, so he's a, he's not realized how weird we
1: get. Usually, we have to.
0: I'm not detecting any signs of intelligent life. <laughs> <laughs> but no, usually we have to stay level headed
3: to present our topic. But you're presenting the topic. You're the host of this yeah. episode. Yeah. I mean, considering the fact that we're just along for the ride. How long have we been going for? It? Uh, this is going to be well when this comes out, it'll be episode nine. We doing
0: good. Yeah, I got props. This will be episode nine. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. Oh.
1: Technically, our 10th one if you count them two-parter, but that's one episode. That doesn't,
0: that doesn't count,
3: though. Two parts don't count. It doesn't as count. That's <laughs> just one episode. All right, all right. <sighs> Sorry. I give myself a one point Let's keep
1: now. this going. Let's do it. Let's do it to it.
3: it. What were we doing? I don't remember. But
1: well, you're still getting to how the Dominion War <laughs> ended. Oh, it ended.
3: So, it ends in a peace tree. Lame... By basically twisting the other person's arm and threatening That's a little allow genocide to happen. do that. Uh, yeah,
0: okay. What like nerds.
3: Well didn't didn't get um, like planet planet destroyed at one point? Which planet? yeah. The, um, Cardassia. Cardassia got Cardassia. destroyed. For Cardassia! Well, you joining Jackson? What's a Death Star in there or something? He's... Actually Star Trek did have a version of the Death Star.
1: Imagine Star a Wars Death? V yes. <laughs> it had a Death
3: Star? They basically had a Death Star made by the Zindi in um, Star Trek Enterprise. Oh wow! Oh wow! Imagine a Star like... Wars Star Trek
1: crossover. How we talked would about that this. Go? Yeah, yeah. How? How would the Federation deal with so, the so Imperial so fleet? We,
0: we've talked about this, and we kind of came to kind of a conclusion. Kinda. Everything about Star Trek technology outmatches everything about Star Trek or Star Wars technology because it's exponentially uh, gross. the smallest. Star Trek ship that is weaponized at all would take down a Star Destroyer. Faster maneuverable. No problem. They have longer range. They are faster. They have higher power. Oh, wow. I did power. not know that. Yeah. However, there's one thing that gives Star Wars an advantage. Numbers. Not numbers. Lightspeed. Yes. Hyperspace. Hyperspace. So much faster than Hyperspace. So, a than Hyperspace. so it, what would happen. Is and also
1: the Death Star.
3: I think
0: they could take out the Death Star. Yeah, I don't think they would have too much trouble with the Death Star. But the, 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 the thing, would, if, if we we're talking about specifically the Federation versus really any Star Trek fleet, it doesn't matter if it was the Rebels, the Imperials, Let's go for Imperials. it doesn't matter what size, the Star, Star Wars fleet, it would come to a stalemate. Because the Federation being... So the, the any Star Wars fleet with their hyperspace would be able to travel around the galaxy fast enough to do guerrilla warfare and then retreat that they would be hard to track down. I see. But the Federation, being the Federation, would be less willing to commit all of their resources to hunting them down because they want to protect their planets. And as soon as Mm. the Federation leaves a planet to take the the military resources resources away from the planet, to hunt them down. That's planet is undefended. Is left vulnerable. Is left vulnerable to Death attack star. by the Imperials through hyperspace. They could come in right away and attack it. So it would lead to a stalemate where the the star the Star Wars fleet would be unable to defeat any Star Trek fleet in open battle, but the Star Trek fleet would not be able to divert enough resources to track down. The Star Wars. Well, fight. you're
1: not even considering Jedi and Sith. No, we're not talking no, about No, no, we're not considering <laughs> them.
0: However, though, that situation might change if you were talking about the Romulans versus a Star Trek fleet or the, yeah. K- or the Klingons versus, where they don't care as much about civilian deaths. So
3: you can also remember, if Starfleet, or if um, the Romulans went against the Empire, the Imperials do not have the cloaking technology that the Romulans have. Yeah. I see, yeah. So Romulans can actually just disappear and then just fire in the dark. Yeah. So at the end of the day, a Star Trek fleet would win, I think. But
0: if we we're talking about the Federation to come to a stalemate simply simply due to their, their their lack of willingness to leave too many civilians unprotected. I see. But if you're talking about Klingons or the Romulans who are a little more militaristic, a little less caring about their civilians. Also
3: Cloaking technology. But if we're, going with, cloaking technology? if we're going
1: with soldiers, troopers, five oh first clone troopers versus mm-hmm. the red shirts, <laughs>
0: but, uh, but then you think of red shirts, red shirts versus stormtroopers, and that's more of an even game. Than that
1: is a more even game. If we're going with elite clone troopers. Elite Ouch. clone
0: troopers. Uh, that that
3: would be one place. I think where in an open maybe...
1: field, like planetary warfare, because Star, Star does would
3: dominate. Yeah, that Star Star planetary have warfare, more, like it doesn't have. Like a mechanized infantry.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that would be one place where so a Star Wars... planetary warfare
3: would be the big advantage... Yeah, whereas a, a, star, or, a star, star Wars
0: army might have an advantage is in infantry. However, infantry doesn't matter if you can't land on the planet in the first place.
1: That's true, but they could land on it
0: with hyperspace. With hyperspace, if they're able to catch them off guard enough. But again, even if the, the, the Federation had... Uh, the smallest fleet they could possibly spare to have at a planet, that fleet would probably win. Damn. That's how better. Uh, that's how much better the Star Trek technology
3: is. But you also got to remember, Star Wars, Star, uh, the Federation is just like Batman. Given enough prep time. Given enough prep time, they they <laughs> they, they, could they can adapt. They can also adapt if they were to capture a Star Wars ship. They could reverse engineer hyperspace. Reverse casual. engineer it. And then build defense against it.
0: Yeah, but it would it would come down to basically hyperspace versus everything else.
1: I mean, I'm still on Team Star Wars, but you have a good argument there.
0: I I am Team Star Wars because I'm more a Star Wars fan, but it would basically come down to start, hyperspace is their main advantage. Uh, no,
1: in videos I've seen, they say hyperspace is the deal breaker there.
0: Yeah, it's a deal breaker. It would not. I don't think it would be a deal breaker in the sense of. It would cause the, give them the chance to win?
1: I think it would definitely give them the chance to win.
0: But, well, I, I wouldn't go but that it's far. More,
1: uh, well, it's more sc- scenario-based.
0: Yeah, it's scenario-based, but I, I, feel like, I feel like basically, outside of hyperspace, a Star Wars fleet would stand no chance whatsoever. Really? Not even close. Not even the numbers. Not even numbers. Just start... I mean, maybe if they... Well,
1: because that's what the Imperial Army... Are, yeah, that's what they focus on. Is well, I, I I mean, like I mass mean, production of tie may, fighters.
0: Maybe if it was like a really big fleet attack of Star Wars, of like the Imperial made a really big Imperial fleet attacking a very small, um, yeah, uh, Federation fleet. The Federation might be overwhelmed, but but if it was equal, any anything even close to equal, if even that, the Federation will come on top because they have their ships have better shields. They have better range. They have more powerful weapons. They have better cloaking devices. They have better devices for the. Well, really, this gets down to the
1: biggest difference between both of these franchises. Shields. Well, no, I'm talking fundamentally differences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tone. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Star Trek is sci-fi. Pure sci-fi. Yeah. Star Wars... Is
0: a space fantasy. Yeah, it's opera. a space fantasy opera.
3: Basically, Star, it would be
1: fantasy if it wasn't in space.
0: Star, Star Wars is all there, if you look at their space combat, it's all dogfights, like World War II style dogfights. Exactly. Or uh, pirate ship battles where two ships come across each other and open fire. Yeah. That's how they operate. And that makes it dramatic. Because and- it's dramatic, it works for the cinematic purposes it's it plays in line with the the stories are being influenced by but star trek is fundamentally science fiction it's not going off it's not basing itself off of um previous stories we're all familiar with for cinematic purposes it's basing itself off of your know, theoretical things
1: and now i would love to see i forget what they're called but in star wars legends that like bioorganic race the oh, healyu long yeah. Now, that in Star Trek universe would be very
0: interesting.
3: That would be interesting, yeah. Anti, Anti-Force, basically. Yeah,
0: that, that's the thing that made them so powerful against Star Trek. The Force that, didn't work with them. The Force didn't work on them. Yeah. Um, but they, they did have some really clever tactics, though. Like disguising themselves as meteorites and shit like that. Oh, wow.
3: Yeah. Yep,
0: degrading information. Yeah. For years, <laughs> even centuries. Wow. So it's because their the technology is biological, so it's like they disguise themselves as their ships are biological, so it's harder to detect, to detect them if you don't know what you're looking for. That was for a them.
1: really part, weird part of Legends, by the way. Yeah,
0: that's the one part of Legends. I, I generally prefer Legends over the current canon. However, oh, don't even get me
1: started on the current canon.
0: The one thing I did like that they got rid of in the current canon is the Yuzong Vong. I thought that was stupid, I did not like it. <laughs> Yeah, they were just trying to do it something. Was just, that's, that's the one thing. Otherwise, yeah. I like Legends more. Yeah. Canon actually in Star Wars has...
1: Don't been, get me started, Colton. Just don't do it.
0: It's actually okay. <laughs> I'm not talking about necessarily the new trilogy. Okay. I'm talking about how they've treated Canon. As in, they actually have been bringing in Legends stuff. They've been treating it all right. The new series... The of, way they're treating all the lore, I like what they It's been That's what I'm talking about. The way they've okay. treated the lore, it could have been worse. The new basically. trilogy,
1: that's a, that's a whole rant. Yeah, the I new trilogy
0: going. is a whole rant. The way they've been treating Star Wars lore, I wouldn't say it's amazing. But it's been okay. Yeah. Not, they, they, they could have done worse with it. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs>
1: that's for sure.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. So...
1: Got anything else to say? I didn't
3: realize I was tired. (laughs) Yeah. Every time we getting over Star Trek, we go back to Star Wars somehow. (laughs) Because Star Wars is better. Oh, shots fired!
0: Oh (laughs) shit! But everyone really knows the best sci-fi franchise. Baseballs. (laughs) I thought you were gonna say Doctor Who. Uh, I was gonna say Blade Runner. Yeah, which which, good. if you believe some of the theories, is also part of the Alien, which is also part of the
1: Predator universe, which is also part of the Terminator universe.
0: Yeah, so that whole that which whole, is also part
1: of the Judge Dread universe, I think. Really, in some way,
0: and part of the Batman universe. Oh, nice. Yeah. So really, the best sci-fi universe is Batman. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> well also. Which which just plays into the whole idea that the best fictional universe period is Batman.
1: So I was looking into um this Marvel character, Dev's Head. He was introduced in the U- Marvel UK. And at first he was actually a Transformers character. Oh yeah. And then he went to this weird time um like tunnel. He encountered the TARDIS from Doctor Who. Okay. And then he got transported somehow to the Marvel Universe. Which means Transformers, Doctor Who, and the Marvel Universe are all in the same universe.
0: Well, Doctor Who is like, he travels to space and time. But there's been a couple episodes where he <laughs> has touched on other universes. It's just the multiverse. He has touched on the multiverse yeah. a couple times. He, he stays in his own universe 99.9% of the time. But there's been a few times where he's touched on it, which implies... Theoretically, Doctor Who is technically part of every fictional universe. Technically, well, because you know, Iron Man also Trek, out the board. You
1: know, Star Trek yes. is actually part of the Star Wars universe. If you get, if you want to get really technical about it, and I think it was an Attack of the Clones. You can see the USS Enterprise flying in the background. <laughs> also, in Star Trek 2009, you can see RT RTD two. No,
3: you can't. Yes, you can. I He's bullshit. in it.
1: He's part of like the space debris you can see R two D two in Star Trek two
0: thousand nine. Well, you know, technically Star Trek takes place in our galaxy in the far future. The f- and then and Star, Star Wars, Wars is, and is in a galaxy far far away. Far, a long, time, a long time, ago. time ago. Yeah. There's nothing to say that they can't exist in the same universe. Yeah. Again like same universe. They, they just kind of would they just would never interact with each other ever.
1: Except when R2D2 was in Star Trek 2009. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm serious. Look it up. I'm it's real. JJ right um, Abrams just threw it in as like a little nod. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, the Enterprise. This
3: was around the time he was. Star Trek Into Darkness is what. It's oh, like. it's in Into Darkness. When they fire. I they thought fight. it was in the first one too, no. like
1: a brief glimpse. I think it. All, I'm seeing. Might have been in a couple of them, to be honest. And I know, I think the Enterprise was in Attack of the Clones, like in the background. Just like for a frame. Yeah. No, i never seen promised.
0: that one. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So time travel and yeah, galaxy hopping. Yeah. Well, as soon as you introduce
1: time travel, you can pretty much do anything at that point.
3: That's yeah, the whole point of Doctor Who.
1: That opens up the multiverse. <laughs> it's the whole point and of and Doctor And that's what's is. happening with the Marvel Universe now. They introduce time travel in Endgame. And yeah. now we're gonna have a multiverse. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, pretty good stuff.
3: Ooh. What are you scared for <laughs> now? Testosterone, <in> Jackson. <laughs> Is the levels at? It's hey. Five <clears> thousand.
1: Calm down there.
3: And words of to Tony Stark, I love you three thousand. <laughs> Not
1: bad. Not bad at all. Bad. I'll take it. I love you 3,000, Colton.
0: I love you, like, 4.
1: 1,000?
3: No, just 4. Just
1: 4. <laughs> what a freaking <laughs> nerd.
3: Colton, I love you pie. 3.1. <laughs> That's less than 4. I love you. I'm it. it never ends, though.
0: No, but it's still less than four. But it's just decimals. It's just a bunch of decimals, but it's still less than four. It's less than four.
1: So that's I, what I'm counting. Well, I love you imaginary too. Because remember when you worked with imaginary numbers in pre-cal?
0: Nope. Yeah, that was weird.
1: It's so weird. Such I, a weird concept. I,
0: I don't like calculus.
3: <laughs> I also took – I don't like math. You don't like math? That's good. I don't like. That is a
1: good thing, actually. I'm glad you. I'm glad you don't like that. I don't like. Because if you did, we would have a problem.
0: I also don't like math. I took (laughs) calculus and I took algebra. Or not. I mean, I did take algebra. uh, Statistics. Statistics
1: is just boring. It's not hard. It's just boring.
0: It can be. It can be hard because there there are some really weird
3: calculus equations you have to do.
1: Yeah, but you just put it into your scientific. But also, you gotta remember,
3: in Star Trek, they teach it in fifth grade. Yes. The Vulcans
1: know calculus by like when they're three. (laughs) Yeah, it's like common sense to them. Yeah. If if you don't know calculus and you're a Vulcan,
3: you're kind of dumb. You're more than dumb. Yeah. I always say by Vulcan standards, you're human. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, like, you might, be, you might as well just
1: be human. Like, the average Vulcan knows advanced calculus and physics, while the average human knows maybe pre-algebra. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Exceptionally smart. Yeah, that's that's still pretty smart for the average human. <laughs> I at least know pre-algebra. Yeah,
0: there you go. I've taken a couple of those classes throughout yeah.
3: my, my, my years.
1: Um... I mean, do we have anything else to talk about? Do you want to talk about anything else? Or are you ready to call this one?
3: I think I'm ready to call this one because I'm about to fall asleep and it's hot as hell in this room.
1: Tristan's about to fall asleep. It's hot as hell
3: because we have to close the windows. For noises.
1: And all that stuff, even though it didn't help with that. It didn't really help with that.
3: Freaking truck. In that corner is all the source of the noise. That corner over there. All right, well. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. I got a scan on that truck right now. He's compensating. Scanning. He's compensating. Scanning. He's compensating.
1: Scanning. He's compensating for something.
3: He's compensating oh, for a member.
1: Overcompensation detected. I'm a robot.
3: That's I'm why you have no heart. The for distant men. future.
1: In the distant future.
3: The year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, right. lit, I'm surprised <laughs> not the year 4000. or are not the well. water. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: let's do a cheers.
3: We'll say. Oh no, no, we gotta do.
1: We gotta do the, the Klingon cheers. We'll okay, the Klingon cheers.
3: Here we go. Say, kapla. Kapla.
1: See you next week. See you next week. Mother truckers.
2: Oh, fuck it. It's, it's it. the odd pockets it. with it. Jackson it. and Bolton. Sometimes cruising dude.